The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Ed of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny and they're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code CESCA at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. God damn it! Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mr. Walker, I am extraordinarily busy, sir. I just wanted to ask about the chocolate. Uh, the lifetime supply of chocolate for Charlie. Well, when does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria culpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces. You're an inhuman monster. I said good day. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Hi. Uh, there's some things happening today. So let's dig in, huh? It is uh, Thursday, June 8, 2017. It is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's Bubble Genius. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, uh, get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Chez. Yeah, Trump could do that. Trump could really use a decent lawyer because his quack of a lawyer turned up on uh, on television today. And and that was just one of a gazillion things that's happened over the last 24 hours or so involving uh, Trump and Russia and James Comey. I don't even know where to start, but let's uh, let's do this first. Let's bring in uh, David Ferguson. Uh, T-Rex. Hi, T-Rex. Hello. Hello, hello. That just, I, every time you play that, I get a little lump in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy. Uh, oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to begin. This is, uh, it's been a hell of a 24 hours. Um, we, we, we started out 
yesterday with the Comey statement being released, and right. then also with that that travesty of a hearing yesterday in which four four intelligence community heads all stonewalled con- uh, Congress without any legal excuse whatsoever. That, that, was, that was the beginning of all of this, and just before we started the show today, and we've delayed the start of the show in order to uh, get all of the Comey stuff underway uh, through the first half of the day before we actually commented on it, because most of the time when we do a show, then a couple of seconds later after we're finished with the show, something big happens. So I wanted right. to push everything back, and I, I want to thank you, David, because you actually have pushed your whole schedule back as well so we could do this, and I, I really want to thank you yes. for that. It was uh, uh, taking one for the team. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you speeding up the prep time for me, but everybody, if the show today is terrible, uh, I'm taking the hit on that. That's my fault. I pushed the guy. I was like, please, we have gotta go now (laughs) i gotta work at raw story tonight oh you know what i should do i gotta do my disclaimer first oh yes please i work at raw story but i am not here as a spokesman for raw story uh the views expressed are my own and do not reflect those of the editorial staff or the position of raw story i'm here solely in my capacity as a spokesman for the campaign to elect kamala harris president there you go (laughs) all right and uh sure and this I, I should really underscore at the top of the show. I'm going to be a little scattered today because I have been scrambling since 7 o'clock this morning trying to get everything together to, to make sure we cover everything that happened with the Comey testimony and everything that happened preceding that. And it's a lot of stuff, a lot of information. But before we dig into all of that, i gotta, I got to play this to, to start the day, to start the show right, this from Rocky Mountain Mike. <laughs> Cover up your blunder, baby. Cover it now, Trump. They peed in designer sheets. They might have took a dump. The end has come. We both know why. Cover up Trump's alibi. Comey! Comey! It's his time. Comey! Comey! Cause he had a spine. I love it. Rocky Mountain Mike and Marion Ann Arbor. <laughs> She's got a good voice. Yeah, Marion Ann Arbor. Gotta love that. That's great. And I got that right at the last second. That that came down right before we started the show. So thanks again to uh, Rocky Mountain Mike and Marion and Ar- Ann Arbor from the uh, Stephanie Miller show. So um, <laughs> we gotta remember though, this is the guy that kind of put Trump in office. I, I I can only get. I mean, I understand that now Comey is on a kind of a vendetta. Yeah, I guess. But I was so angry with him on November 9th of last year. I know. I'm still, it's a little uneasy for me to be just like, let's you know, parade him around the room uh, on our shoulders, like, yay! But because he kind of got us into this mess. Well, I mean, he. He had a a part in it. I wouldn't say, and I, I've been talking about you know this. Let's not relitigate this. Why well, we talk about what's happened now? <laughs> I, I know. I just want to add something that, uh, and just, I'm just throwing it out there. I have not um, 
really excoriated James Comey for the uh, the email letter back in, in late October. I haven't really gone into that a whole lot. I've certainly we've mentioned it on the show as being a precipitating factor, something that certainly uh, sparked a little more uh, attention, a few more votes for Donald Trump, possibly. But I, I want to underscore that even at the time, even when it, that that story first broke, if you look at Nate Silver's polling averages, uh, you know his, the charts showing uh, the you know the, basically the results of his algorithm at five thirty eight, the mm-hmm. polls were already tightening. They already had started to tighten by the time Comey dropped that letter. Now, certainly, the Comey letter about Hillary and the emails and the Anthony Weiner, uh, the Uma Abedin. Uh, a laptop and all that stuff that kind of accelerated the type uh, the tightening a little bit but the tightening was already there as it happened and yeah, so the uh, timing i just felt like was piss poor if i can say yeah that. yeah um, i mean i i don't really i don't know how to ultimately square that i don't know how to square uh comey's well, i actually uh, have uh, heard from sources that he was under pressure from people within the department that there was a wing of the FBI people yeah. in the field, people officers who were like, we need to do this yeah. now, and if we don't, we'll be accused of not speaking out in time or withholding information because everybody believed that Clinton was going to win. But so, what do we think of what do you think of the testimony today? Well, God, I, I think um, maybe the big historic line from the testimony. The thing, the, the gigantic takeaway that every, everyone's going to remember. Uh, Lordy, th- I hope there are tapes. <laughs> yeah, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. That's exactly the one I was going to say. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. That's going to be read in history books for the next, uh, I don't know, God only knows, 100 years? <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the one well, thing. When they talk about if- this part of the, uh, the Trump-Russia investigation, Lordy, I hope there are tapes is going to be that thing. And and I hope there are tapes. I mean, I really do. This is remember when Trump first dropped that that <laughs> threat about tapes, which as we all know by now is is probably bogus. I don't really believe there's any secret recording system inside the White House. If anything, it's Trump with his Android phone using the voice memo function. Maybe it's that. But I don't think there are tapes. I just think this was Trump trying to bully Comey, trying to intimidate Comey and threaten him. And and of course, Trump being an agent of chaos, someone who likes to be erratic and zigs when we think he's going to zag, all that kind of crap. This was along those lines. This was perfectly fitting into that. I don't even want to call it a strategy. It's just it's just Trump's operating style. Chaos all the time. And I think mm-hmm. that's what that's what that was. But I say the, the giant butt in all of this, the giant depends covered butt is that I, <laughs> I, I hope there are tapes. I really, really want to hear those tapes. I want, and this is one of just one of those stupid, stupid things. I think this David is the, uh, the centerpiece of all of the Trump Russia investigation, all of the, the collusion that went on and everything that's been happening subsequent to it, as far as the cover up and obstruction of justice. This is just Donald Trump being politically stupid and, and one An of idiot. The, yeah, just a, a phenomenal idiot. And, and I love the fact that the, the Republican line coming out of all of this is, well, he didn't know. I mean, I just think that is the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, it is absolutely, uh, you know, we introduced this music the other day. It's absolutely Magoo-like. That is, they're, they're treating him like, 
Mr. Magoo. He doesn't know. He's just stumbling into everything. You've done it again. That's right. But you know, it's not like he didn't have a chance to read a freaking book between getting elected and taking office. I mean, maybe he could have brushed up a little bit on what presidents do. But, no, too busy playing golf. Right. You know, <laughs> dinner at Mar-a-Lago for a bunch of... Well, I mean, the thing is with this line of defense is that do they really want to be reinforcing uh, and highlighting his incompetence? Is that really t- the best tactic to take coming out of all of this or, or, or as this stuff moves on, as the investigation gets deeper and deeper and, and more and more harrowing? Do we really want to emphasize? And I'm talking when I say we, I mean the Republican Party, the congressional Republicans especially. Do they really want to emphasize that their guy the chief executive of the United States, the leader of the free world, unless it's been abdicated over to Angela Merkel or uh, Emmanuel Macron or any of those guys. Um, This guy's the training wheels and potty seat president, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Is this really the image they want? What other defense do they have, though? What is available to them, really? I mean, they can't. There's no other direction to go except he didn't know. Yeah. you know, he may honestly be just that dumb. I've been, you know, we, a lot of people on the left have been saying the guy is like Chance the Gardener. He really knows absolutely nothing. He just knows yeah. to spit out the right buzzwords at the right time to turn on the right angry white voter and get them to go to the booth and pull the lever. But I mean, even, even, even Chance the Gardener, though, was somewhat earnest and, and, and not a, not, not a monster. Chance, Chance the right, Gardener was right. kind of a, a nice guy, just kind of an not, idiot, you know. Not a flesh eating virus in human form. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, but that's the way they seem to be painting him. I mean, Chris Christie was doing that the other day. Trump is still learning the rules. Um, They're also saying that they're also emphasizing the leaking here, which, again, is kind of stupid because now everyone thinks of leaks. uh, They associate leaks now with the PP tape. I mean, whenever there's, whenever the one of the Republicans <laughs> mentioned, oh, it's the leaks. And every time someone <laughs> says the word leaks, everyone's minds go, we all go back to the pee pee tape. Well, mine and- wasn't going there, but now it will, I suppose. Thank for that Seska that's that's yeah haunt me forever now well I mean any any cursory glance at at Twitter everyone's every time someone mentions leaks it's like oh the pee pee tape okay maybe not a good idea to mention leaks Um, but the thing is though Comey didn't leak I mean because the part of the testimony today uh, Comey uh, admitted that he handed some of his documents off and some of the information about his meetings with Trump over to Benjamin Witz from the Lawfare blog remember that remember the, the, when uh, Benjamin Witz came out and he had all this information about these meetings and that Comey uh, took copious yes. notes after the meetings and so on well that's that's what he was talking about the problem is that these notes that Comey took are unclassified this is not classified information this is not anything that has some special label on it that requires code word clearance or anything like that um this is stuff that comey was entirely at liberty to to put out there and the way he explained it today is he didn't want that scrum of press chasing him around he's about to go on vacation he's about to basically go into hiding as he kind of described today in the testimony he wanted to get away from all of this and and sort of he, I guess he compared it to he didn't want to feed the seagulls. 
Anyone, or as right. Dan, Dan Badani refers to them as seagulls. Uh, he didn't want to feed the seagulls. And so he actually handed the bag of breadcrumbs over to Benjamin Witz to throw the bread into the air and let all the seagulls, meaning the press, uh, uh, conglomerate around him so that Comey could get away. There was nothing illegal or improper about that. But the, of it's course, not a very the, nice thing to do to your friend, though. <laughs> Well, of course, he did it willingly. I mean, I'm sure Benjamin Witz didn't fair, mind fair. the uh, publicity and the traffic to Lawfare blog. I'm sure he ate that up. But uh, I, you know, I think it was I think it was smart strategy. The problem is that the the Republicans playing to the low information base of the Republican Party, and we really have to. And I was, let me separate from the base of the Republican Party from the base of the Trump Republicans. The, the Trump Republicans are all low information trolls. All they want to do is troll <laughs> the left. They don't care about the details. You know, the, the uh, remarks by Trump's lawyer today perfectly highlighted everything that's dumb about the Trump Republicans right now, the Trumpers. Because what. I got to admit. Bob, I haven't heard it yet. I was I, I took a run instead of being glued to the computer. What did he say? Well, you're uh, you're much healthier for it, I assure you, because the amount of cortisol pumping through my bloodstream right now is probably <laughs> taking ten years off of my life. I mean, just the stress. I mean, I, I'm not but really. How, but that's how the news cycle is moving now. That I, you know, I take a thirty minute run and a. T- a 15 minute shower and I miss a chunk of the whatever happened. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just one of the, I'm not really exaggerating by saying that it's the stress. And I, I really wish I, I was uh, personally capable of compartmentalizing this. I, I wish I could uh, behave as if uh, I'm a surgeon or something where you're emotionally separating yourself from all of this. But even after taking a week off, I'm looking at this stuff and it's, and it hurts. You know, it's just like the, the dumbness and the ignorance and the incompetence and just the stupidity of the people who follow him and make excuses for him. It is infuriating. And, I, you know, on one hand, I agree with Rachel Maddow when she says, you know, we want Trump's defense to be as vigorous as possible. We want him to put up the best possible defense he could possibly put together so that this so so that any results so it's settled once and for all and we don't they don't get to whine about the refs. Exactly, you know? exactly. So the defense so the, the whole investigation is beyond reproach. I guess that there's that. And so uh, in a technical sense, that's something that we ought to embrace. But at the same time, when we observe this And I wrote about this for the Banter Magazine this week. Sometimes, David, I feel like I'm going crazy. And I think that that's not part of the. But you see, that's part of the the giant Russian psyop. Yeah, we're all rats in a box right now. (laughs) Right. And the FSB is pulling the switches, you know, is to keep us feeling like off balance, stressed out, you know, like we don't know what's coming next. Yep. Um, I saw that they had started bombing a city in Syria when I was actually at the gym again the other day. And I I thought, oh, God, you know, and I didn't realize that it was just the Syrian forces that were doing it. I was certain that, you know, he had just launched our entire military to go bomb ISIS. Oh, my God. You see, just to distract because it was the morning of the coats. Yeah. And um, uh, Mike Rogers testimony. But it uh, actually just turned out to be a blip. Yeah. You know, it's we don't know what's coming next. And that's what keeps a lot of russia is a very similar environment where the news cycle is just insane and there's varying levels of truth to everything and propaganda is constantly running under all of it 
Well, uh, it's yeah, and that you know what I'm not minding that all that much. Which like the the unexpected nature of what's happening next, the uh, news alerts that come down on our phones every time Trump tweets or something, uh, some new bombshell is is broken by the Washington Post or New York Times. I'm kind of into that. I mean, I'm really ensconced and, and wired into all of that. What's driving me crazy? is, you know, basically, as was illustrated by Trump's lawyer today, getting back to your original quote, what happened in, with Trump's lawyer? This is Kazowitz, right? Yeah, Mark Kazowitz, uh not only released a statement, but then spoke publicly. Of course, it was carried by uh, the cable news people. And I, and I got to emphasize the first line, the very first line of the statement had a gigantic typo in it. The, oh. the first line of the statement as issued misspelled the word president. It was misspelled. You got it again. Another Kofefe moment here from the, uh, it's the Trump team. It's intentional. It's they know that the grammarians are out there. It's like, you know, that tweet you see yeah, where the guy's like, <laughs> you're going to the camps. Why are you are liberal? It's, like, it's your with an apostrophe <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe that's that's like the calling card now. It's the MAGA, the red MAGA hats, and uh, they just misspell crap just to, to show that they're part of the club. It's like that, you know, it's like that uh, white power symbol that they're doing. It's like basically making a number three with your hands it's like one of those it's like a uh, little dog whistle that they throw in there but they actually misspelled president they they superimposed the d and the s so basically oh, they said that's harsh the president is how it was spelled <laughs> not the president but the president god damn it uh he also said the the lawyer uh mark kazowitz who by the way this is weird none of this is normal i emphasize that on twitter today uh -huh. by the way none of this is normal this is all highly abnormal everything that we're talking about but uh <laughs> it's just so abnormal for the guy's personal lawyer to come out and make this statement not the not the white house counsel not any spokesperson for the white house at all nothing from the administration this is trump's personal lawyer again emphasizing and telegraphing his guilt in all of this it is just staggering and that's what's making me insane he's admitting to all this stuff he's he's defying best practices he's making matters worse for himself with every remark that comes out of his anus-sized yapper. This is just... <laughs> I, mean, this is un I mean, am I wrong? This is unbelievable. No, so, I mean, you're totally... It's ridiculous, and it's as it accelerates, the the glaring incompetencies become more obvious, and it becomes more like watching, you know, the video of the throwing a brick in the washer and selling spin cycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It, it just starts to shake itself apart with ever greater rapidity. And I still, yeah. I'm still standing by my prediction that he will step down by the end of the summer with a big crybaby whiny speech. I, I really hope you're right, and, I, and I'm leaning toward that. I mean, I'm really leaning toward. I mean, because I, I, I've written extensively about how I don't really think impeachment is on the table given the uh, the but it's demographic all on fire right yeah. now. Even Pence now. Pence was one of the big losers today, and that's a good feeling because he clearly knew i mean he bl 
blinks and says, well, I'll, I don't know, like this yokel from Indiana. <laughs> right. No, you are a slick political operator, yeah. and you're concealing the facts. Yep. So he's equally up to his whatever parts. Yeah. Pence is really good at that. Pence is really good at, at, at having that frustrated look on his face and going, you know, he's like, it's always, I always do Pence being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos. I don't know why, but that's what I always go back to. So it's always like this with Pence. George, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I think that's, I, you know, I've never, George, George, George. It's like a little uh, child going up to their parent and saying, dad, right. it's just like, right. George, why are you even asking me about this? That's, that's totally <laughs> Mike Pence, just completely stonewalling and gaslighting the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, so let's get back to Mark Kazowitz. So one of the things he said is the president also never told Mr. Comey, I need loyalty. I expect loyalty in form or substance. So basically Trump and his lawyer are denying the big first meeting between, well, I mean, there were several, there were nine meetings in total, whether by phone or in person, I think six phone calls, three uh, meetings in person. And, and one of the most memorable meetings in person is is the one in which Trump uh, invited Comey over for dinner and they sat around the dinner table and, and, and after everyone was done eating, then it was just Trump and Comey by themselves, and, and Trump asked Comey directly for his loyalty. I need your loyalty. I need loyalty. And Comey said, well, I can't give you my loyalty. And this is all right. stuff that came out when be Ben with, with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. This is all confirms the, the, the reporting from last month. And, uh, and so, yeah, so he said, I can be honest with you. And then Trump said, well, I'll just take honest loyalty, which is like dumb, dumb, stupid Trump reasoning, dumb, stupid Trump logic. But that now the Trump and his lawyer are denying that that ever happened, which means they're accusing James Comey of perjuring himself today. They basically right. said that the president of the United States, through his lawyer, accused James Comey of perjury which is a very, very serious charge, as we all know. But this is the whole thing here. So uh, Kazowitz uh, highlighted uh, all of Comey's remarks about how Trump wasn't the target of a Trump-Russia probe. Okay, so this is, this is kind of a... Uh, this is kind of a talking semantics. point for the Republicans too. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely semantics. It's very definitely semantics because now what they're latching on to in addition to all of the leaks and so on, they're latching on to Comey's remarks that uh, both to Trump and confirming in the uh, testimony today that Trump isn't. Per now, this is so important to get the wording right, that Trump isn't personally part of the investigation. He's not personally under investigation. He's not a target of the Trump Russia probe. But that that bit of news as of uh, back in March or during the transition, completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant because he very much could be now. He could be the target of the invest. He could be target number one of the Trump Russia investigation, whether it's Bob Mueller or one of the Senate or and or uh, House well, investigations. He is now because the whole action. I mean, the whole action of firing Comey makes him a, like number one person of interest. Exactly. Stop the investigation. Yeah, yeah. After going around to everybody in school and being like, "Could you get that guy to shut up?" You know and. <laughs> I just, the whole thing cracks me up. This like because it, it reminds me of like a thir 12, 13 year old junior high mixer where she, you yep. know, it's like Comey's like, don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> I know he's gonna ask me to be his girlfriend, and you know, it's just 
Yeah, I mean, just it, uh, for the, it's so childish. I know it, the whole thing is is enormously childish. Again, you have to partly blame the Republicans for that idea because they're the ones trying to paint Trump now as being, as I said, the potty training president, the guy who's just learning to make big potty on on the big potty toilet. You know, he's just like, Which oh, we yeah. don't have time for it. No. This country doesn't have time for that. This it's, is not a job where you get on. This is this is a this is a, a not an entry level position. Exactly. This is adult swim. All right. The the instructions should have been given to him when he decided to run. Here's what is is involved in being president and this is how you behave. Of course, he ignored that and prefers to be the disruption chaos president. But this is what my dad says about him. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. He doesn't want to know. And uh, that's no. what makes him dangerous certainly not and the other thing we have to remember too is that uh and i have to look at the timeline for confirmation in terms of when he became the target of the watergate investigation but nixon was not the target of the watergate investigation through the first i would estimate at least through the first year there was not even while of course the public and the press was speculating that this might lead to eventually nixon no one was looking at Watergate in terms of what, is, what does Nixon know about this? How was Nixon involved? That didn't become right. a part of the FBI's investigation into Watergate. It certainly didn't become a part of the special counsel's uh, uh, investigation, uh, at least until the special, uh, special counsel at the time was Archibald Cox. Uh, he didn't start investigating Nixon until a, a ways into it because these investigations always start from the bottom up, never from the top down. You go for the, the low-hanging fruit first, and if it leads step by step by step to the lap of the chief chief executive of the United States then I said cheap executive of the United States. That applies to While you were pounding on the counter, I can hear you like pounding. <laughs> no. I, oh, God. I, I've, I, since this whole thing started, I've been pounding on my desk so often. My de- I'm going to have to replace my desk at some point. God damn but, it. Uh, but so, so uh, of course, Trump isn't going to be personally the target of the investigation this early on. I mean, remember, we're only 140 days into the Trump crisis here. So because we're talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that the FBI that has a uh, systematic process of investigating these these things doesn't mean that they're not eventually going to get to him if they haven't already gotten to him in the first place. So and what we also know is that um, Comey was very specific that at the time and again, these meetings took place during the transition and into the early days of the Trump presidency that Trump wasn't the target of the collusion investigation. No, that That, was Flynn and Manafort. Exactly, and and probably Carter Page, and it sounds like Jeff Sessions is in the mix there, as well as Jared Kushner. But the thing is, he could still be the target of an obstruction of justice investigation. He could still be the target. He is now. (laughs) He definitely is now. And he could also be the target of a a money laundering investigation. uh, That's the other thing. We know that there are two grand juries. Well, we've heard very strong indications that there are two grand juries impaneled in Virginia that are working on the money laundering and the Russian gangster thing. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) It's only a matter of time before some of that comes up and, and bites Trump in the ass and his big fat ass. And so it's just, uh, you know, this line of reasoning is fine for now. And again, this really, this speaks directly to my my frustration and my, my growing stress levels is... They're just being deliberately stupid about how the system works. It's it's like, you know, I scream at my television. I go, have you people not seen All the President's Men? Have you not right. watched? Did you ever watch an episode of The West Wing? An episode of Law and Order, for God's sake. 
I mean, do you not know how these things operate where most lay people do know? And meanwhile, the Trump people are going to be like, yeah, don't you know? I mean, uh, God's sake. I mean, how could he possibly be under investigation? Comey said he wasn't. And so they don't they don't realize that this puts the FBI in jeopardy later down the road to, to for Comey to have said to Donald Trump in one of those meetings, you're not under uh, investigation personally. And then for Trump to go, well, can you tell that to the public? Can you go and, and issue that to the public? And for Comey to say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go and do that. And then Comey steps behind mm-hmm. a podium in front of a bunch of cameras and says, yeah, tr- Donald Trump is not personally under investigation for Trump Russia collusion. And suddenly, uh, maybe a month down the road, six months down the road, that changes as they work their way up the ladder through the investigatory process. And then suddenly Trump is the target. So then they got to go back and either deny that he's the target when they're asked, which then puts them in, in, in a situation where they're basically confirming. Because you can imagine, like, right. let's say, for example, James Comey stayed on as FBI director. Six months from uh, from denying that Trump is a target of the investigation, six months later, he's got to say, or, or it comes out and the press has to ask him, is Trump the target of an investigation? And if he is... Comey has to deny it and say no comment, which basically confirms, as he was kind of confirming today, that maybe Trump is uh, under investigation. So Mm. that's, I mean, that's the hole that you dig yourself into by publicly denying something that could end up becoming true later on down the road. Right. You're following that? I know. This is complicated stuff. I got it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it, it's, it's specifically Trumpers will never understand any of that. Or it's because they certainly don't want to. <sighs> so Trump could very easily be under investigation for obstruction of justice. That wasn't the question, nor did uh, Trump's attorney deny that Trump was under investigation for obstruction of justice. Money How laundering. How could it be any clearer when, I mean, we watched him, he's gone around to every single head of every single intelligence agency and tried to strong arm them all. They may yeah. deny that yesterday in front of an open hearing, but it's pretty clear that well, but in the, and I, right now I have friends who are like, why is it taking so long? Why is he still in office when all this is so clear? And I keep reminding them that, you know, our founding fathers didn't necessarily foresee this situation, but they made it very difficult for one branch of the government to take down the other. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's going to be like dental surgery with no anesthetic, probably. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because as this uh, gets closer and closer to Donald Trump, as this heats up, and it is going to get much, much hotter than even we've seen so far. Uh, as it gets hotter, Trump is going to become crazier. Trump is going to do more and more erratic things to try to block this entire thing from happening. Please, absolutely, get yourself ready for for Trump to force Rosenstein to fire Mueller. That's going to happen at some point. I, I don't know. I don't want to say soon, but at some point down the road, Robert Mueller is going to be fired as special counsel. That is absolutely going to happen. And if you think that Trump isn't going to continue to try to obstruct this going forward, you're out of your mind because he's he's already started. So he might as well continue. He's already on. He's already being investigated for obstruction of justice. So why not continue to obstruct justice? It's just it's absolutely his style. This is something that he is getting ready to do. Uh, And as I said, as the investigation moves closer and closer to Donald Trump's bloated face. He is going to be a bigger and bigger pain in the ass. I almost said something else, but I didn't want to do it while we're about to talk about Harry's razors. (laughs) He's going to become a bigger... (laughs) All right. So, uh, 
Father's Day is uh, is coming up. It's just around the corner. And uh, one of the things I always remember, uh, and a lot of guys do, is uh, learning to shave from their dads. Dad, dad, dad taught us how to shave. Dad taught me how to shave. Of course, it was when I was a kid, and by the time I actually had to shave, I completely forgot what he had told me. But, you know, you pick things up here or there. One thing I, I made a mistake in doing is, is buying a bunch of those disposable, those blue pl- plastic disposable razors that ended up, even, uh, you know, as a uh, you know, 15, 16-year-old guy shaving my ridiculous 15 or 16-year-old beard at the time, which was spotty and uneven and all that crap. You know how it is. Uh, it still hurt like hell. Caused sha- razor burn and all of that. So, as, you know, eventually, when I grow up, I went to my dad. When I grow up, I hope there's a razor company that sells affordable blades that are shipped right to my doorstep at a fraction of the cost of the store-bought blades. And sure enough, here comes Harry's Razors with exactly that. It's it's the little things, though, isn't it? So what thoughtful little thing can we do for our dads on Father's Day this year? Something personal and practical. A nice shave set, maybe, from Harry's might be the answer. It's the quality I've been telling you about all along. The balanced handle, a trio of Harry's famous five-blade precision cartridges, and their foaming, moisturizing shave gel. Starting at just 15 bucks. 10 if you use my discount code. Stand by for that. Or check out Harry's limited edition Father's Day set with the storm gray handle, a chrome razor stand, the foaming shave gel, three replacement blades, and a travel cutter cover in a gift box with free custom engraving and a card if, you, if you'd like to send a card. And save $5 off any set if you enter my code. That's B-O-B-C at harrys.com. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. And just remember to enter the code B-O-B-C at checkout. It helps the show and helps you figure out Father's Day. That's harrys.com. The checkout code is B-O-B-C. I'm doing it for my dad. I'm buying my dad a Harry's Razors gift set. I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Otherwise, spoiler, dad. And happy Father's Day to my dad and to your dad from Harry's Razors and the Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Are you about to make me listen to Led Zeppelin? No! Seals and Crocs. <laughs> the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This, I love this song. This is a remix of the Seals and Croft uh, Summer Breeze song. One of my favorites, huh? All right, welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Go up and sign up now at the $1 a month level. $1 a month. You can handle that, can you? I think you can. It's a bargain at half the price. We pass the savings along to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, please do. Please support the show at Patreon and uh, at iTunes, in fact. If you haven't subscribed to iTunes, go and subscribe at iTunes. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for that. And uh, you get all the shows in your uh, handheld device or on your desktop computer. Okay. Moving along here, uh, back to Stupid Watergate, which is what John Oliver is calling uh, Trump Russia, Stupid Watergate. I love that. So uh, Comey, on uh, further Russian attacks today, said, they'll be back. They're going to come for whatever party, Democrats, Republicans, they will be back. That should terrify Everybody, and this cuts to, I think, what uh, what we're missing in all of this. What we tend to overlook in the entire Trump Russia, the stupid Watergate discussion, which is that, yeah, you know, Russia hijacked our election. 
They uh, they convinced oh, and they, you know voting machines. You and I talked about this before. Oh yeah, <laughs> they leaked that memo from the NSA this week that says they definitely tried to interfere with some voting software. And every time we get another leak, it sounds even worse and bigger. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, they said it was uh, they they attempted to uh, dig into some voter registration databases, which, if you recall, a year ago there were all kinds of complaints from people saying that their voter registration had changed or hadn't changed when they had done all of the paperwork and submitted the paperwork ahead of time to change their voter registration. Uh, A lot of Bernie Sanders supporters try to switch from independent to Democratic in order to vote in the primaries, and they get to the polling place and they find out that their registration didn't switch. Um, and if you if you think about this, and, and again, this is me just wildly speculating because we don't have any information to back this up yet. I'm just throwing this out there that uh, part of the Russia strategy, what we do know is part of Russia's strategy was to piss off Bernie Sanders people and make them disillusioned about the Democratic Party, make them disillusioned about Hillary Clinton so they wouldn't cross over and support Hillary Clinton in the general election. That was part of the strategy. They right. weaponized fake news and delivered to, to Bernie Sanders supporters to sow discontent and discord within the Democratic Party and, and within the Democratic primary. And that was part of the process. And I think, I think that part of that could have been we're going to screw with your voter registration, too, to make you even more cynical about uh, burying the hatchet at the end of the primaries and going over and supporting Hillary Clinton or the Democratic Party, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And that is my that's my little theory that while no while <laughs> the official line is no votes were changed, which has a whole other uh, kind of weaselly right. connotation to it. Uh, voter registrations could have been changed. I mean, we, they haven't said no voter registrations have been changed, although they did say that with this one voter registration system, the Russians were, from what we know now, unsuccessful in getting into that one. But were there others? I mean, Mark Warner, as we talked about on Tuesday's show, Mark Warner said there's a lot more to what the NSA said and what the NSA has learned about th- that breaking news story with the, the Intercept and that uh, Ryan Grimm and some other uh, reporters from the Intercept broke that. That very unfortunately named person... <laughs> reality winner <laughs> right reality winner exactly we we don't know for sure but you know they, they we may learn six months from now we may, may learn tomorrow that the russians were able to change some things now i want to get into this this thing because uh trump's lawyer was talking about this today during his uh remarks after the uh comey testimony mark kazowitz was saying that uh once again we learned today from comey that no votes were changed as, as a result of uh, any Russia uh, attacks uh, and so on. Well, look, <laughs> no one's saying necessarily that votes were changed on election day. And that is an important distinction because, uh, Dave, as we witnessed uh, throughout the 2016 election, certainly uh, what we've heard about afterward in terms of the Russians trying to weaponize fake news and weaponize propaganda and using social media to sway people away from voting for Hillary Clinton and and, 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 and in turn, maybe at the same time, maybe getting them not to vote or getting them to vote for, for Trump, because either one is still a vote for Trump. So it's right. possible that they were trying to get people to just get so disillusioned about the process, as we were talking about voter registration or uh, or, or uh, targeting uh, uh, fake news to Bernie Sanders supporters and so on. Uh, if they don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. So that's all part of it. So no, I think that, that, that the, honestly, the votes, we've the, talked about this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the, the votes may have been changed 
before the voters actually entered, entered into the voting booth. In other words, their minds were changed and therefore votes were eventually changed because of that targeting and that Russian attack on uh, on the United States election. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is making any sense, but what I'm saying it is, does. yeah, what I'm saying is the people's minds were changed. Voters' minds were changed before they actually pulled the lever for their votes. They, they looked at our whole thing like a virus approaches a body. They just like found every weakness they could and exploited it as hard as they could. Yeah. And, I'm, and, you know, I'm halfway to thinking that I myself should just like start my own weaponized disinformation site anonymously and like make rake in the bucks, like just spewing more, you know, venom into the. Yeah, I know. There's so much money in that. Did you see? Uh, there was a 60 Minutes report during. I think it was there during the transition, where yeah. they talked to some of these fake news guys, and they're like, "We made thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on this fake news." And you know, you really want to uh, to do something like that. You too can make loads and loads of money on fake yeah, news. If you're out there and you're hiring, um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I could never. I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, I mean, how There's do you already have- so much misinformation out there? I mean, eventually that that blows back. I mean, as as we've clearly witnessed, the process of creating all of this fake news has ended up into this uh, into this presidential crisis. Or, or really, I think Let's after today, what, what we're talking about co- what's going on. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say we're talking about a constitutional crisis at this point. I think it's gotten to that point now where you've got uh, members of the, the heads of the intelligence committee, four heads of the intelligence committee, the acting FBI director, the acting attorney general on Trump Russia, the head of the uh, DNI. The director of national intelligence, for God's sake, Dan Coats, as well as the head of the NSA, Mike Rogers, all refusing to answer questions by Congress, not invoking the fifth, not saying there's some legal classification basis for us not talking. We just don't feel right about talking about our our conversations with Donald Trump. That is insane. That is not normal. That is in defiance. That that makes this a constitutional. That is the executive branch attacking the uh, legislative branch by refusing to a- answer the legislative branch's questions that are completely above boards and completely allowable by any just, standard. Okay, you know, Admiral Rogers, just show us on the doll. <laughs> You're the president. We need, give us a hint. Four syllables. Sounds like, I, yeah. I, I, those guys, which were so obnoxious yesterday, it was just the uh, the utter, just sort of air, the petulance, the arrogance, the like. We don't. I don't feel like I should talk about this with you. I um, mean, what, what was your what, what is your analysis of that, uh, of that, David? I mean, why do you think that they refused to answer those questions? What, what was they were either coerced or they have some uh, personal gain in not answering questions? One of those things. And I don't know. They were contemptuous of the entire process, though, which really bothered me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's odd. Given that Coates is a former Republican senator, maybe some of what I saw was his just like chafing at having Democrats ask him questions. Yeah. But it just, to me, it seemed really like uh, you're a public servant. These are our elected representatives who are asking you direct questions that need to be answered. And they wouldn't. They wouldn't answer him. Yeah, and he, and Rod Rosenstein was maybe the worst of the batch. And he has. I don't know if he's yeah. got any sort of partisan uh, background, any sort of partisan hackery in, in his background, like Dan Coates might. But Rod Rosenstein was a real asshole to uh, to especially Kamala Harris, or is it Kamala? I, I say Kamala because I know someone else who uh, who's a, a feminist activist whose first name is mm. Kamala. She pronounces it Kamala, so I pronounce it that way. But I regardless, I mean, she was. She was really, or at least they tried to manhandle her 
uh, during that hearing yesterday. Yeah, that and didn't she go well. Have, yeah, no. no, definitely not. No, it was like Wonder Woman. It kind of, I'm, I'm fully committed now. When I said I'm on board for 2020 for Kamal Harris, I'm yeah. there. Oh yeah, totally. God, she was good. Uh, and speaking of embarrassing themselves, speaking of partisan hacks, what happened to John McCain today? Did you see McCain at the very end of uh, Comey's testimony? I did not. That was right when I was heading out to run. Well, he was so incoherent. First of all, he, he referred to Trump as Comey. He reversed those names. He said was talking about Trump, and he was referring to Trump as Comey for some reason. Well, he's like 800 years old, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, well, like I mean, scene. yeah, obviously. And you know what? He's not even a member of that committee. They just invited him and allowed him. To, well, he, I think he asked to sit in. He's, they were television cameras. So same I mean. with, yeah, he, he and Jack Reed were both asked to, uh, or, or they were both, uh, they both asked permission to sit in and they were allowed to sit in. So they're the whole even, thing of McCain as being a party outsider and a maverick is such BS because <laughs> it's really yeah. just McCain cozying up to the nearest set of Klieg lights and a camera and just being, I want to say something that makes me look interesting and special. And yeah, he never does anything about it. He never actually casts a vote against his party or refuses to confirm a nominee. It's just noise. What did he say today besides get off my lawn, you damn kids? Well, he was trying to connect the Hillary Clinton email investigation with Trump Russia. He was basically saying, so you dropped the Hillary email. You, you determined... Uh, what the results of the Hillary email investigation were back in July or whenever it was, but this is still going on. How did you stop that one? How did you end that one? But you're still investigating the Russia uh, thing. This is like a it, Sean Hannity talking point. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. Here's here's a little bit of uh, John McCain's testimony today. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. Yeah. I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. John now, McCain. to take the ferry cost a nickel. And in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones. John thank McCain. You, thank you. Yes. Senator, appreciate your time. Yeah, nine, uh, 2008 presidential candidate John McCain, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It was just everyone on Twitter was going, huh? And just like if if dogs had been watching McCain's testimony, their heads would have been tilting left and right, tilting left all right. at once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, literally, he made oh. no sense. And 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 James Comey's going, I I'm not sure what you're talking about, Senator. He's like, what? Yeah, what's your question, Senator? <laughs> there's no relationship between the Hillary Clinton email investigation and the Trump Russia investigation. There's no link between those two. Why are you linking those two things? Oh, and you, and you said pure like Fox News, though. That's their favorite. Is that what they're doing? How are they like? What's the story? What what's the uh, the the logic behind that argument? I don't get it at all. You're asking me the logic behind. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, 
you said that was Fox News's line. I thought Hillary, <laughs> damn it, it was Hillary and her emails and uh, nah, and confidential and leaks and ah, well, that's you know, I mean that's argle, one bargle. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's one thing to uh, to just kind of distract from Trump Russia by going back to the Hillary Clinton thing, but to, to link, connect them, but to connect them doesn't make any sense at all. It's like McCain didn't understand that Hillary Clinton's emails don't have anything to do with the DNC emails that were hacked and leaked by Russia through WikiLeaks or the John Podesta emails. He seems to think that all of the email stories are all interconnected. Like Hillary Clinton's emails are connected to John Podesta's emails, which are connected to Anthony Weiner's emails. Which we don't know that he has any idea how to use a computer. He may, <laughs> he yeah, may completely so. just be fudging it and going, the emails, you know, the things in the air that fly around and yeah. the messages that might, you know, you probably dictates everything to an assistant and they type in for him yeah he's, uh, so a he's just like this has got emails and that's got emails they must be the same probably goes to his assistant break out the dictaphone i've got something to say about trump <laughs> russia and she's like dictaphone what are you talking about is that something they used in the stone ages i don't know uh yeah. but before we Give get to- some papyrus and a chisel <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh, i want to get to the, another stupid and incoherent remark uh and that's by uh donald trump jr but first we gotta we gotta talk about uh, oh donald trump jr omaha steaks first is right uh-huh. omaha steaks for the uh perfect father's day gift i tell you what i love omaha steaks not just because uh omaha steaks are delicious but because I've never, I've never encountered better customer service than dealing with Omaha Steaks. You know the story. I ordered some Omaha Steaks for a, uh, a professional colleague for uh, as a Christmas gift one year, and they, they, uh, they decided to bug out early for Christmas vacation, so the steaks arrived just a, like, like a day too late, right? And they ended up sitting in this guy's office for like two weeks. And they were, of course, spoiled after all of that. Because they come, all your Omaha steaks become uh, come to your doorstep packed in, uh, in dry ice, so they're nice and fresh. And then, uh, so I said, well, God, I got to get this guy some new steaks. So I called Omaha Steaks and said, yeah, they, they were left there. They, they spoiled. I, I screwed up the timing. What can we do? And Omaha Steaks sent, uh, sent my colleague a brand new shipment of the same, the same thing, the same order that I had sent. They sent a replacement order for free. It's amazing. The same thing happens with your dad. You can solve it with uh, Omaha Steaks. And and plus, dads love steak. If you're trying to find the perfect gift for Father's Day, try Omaha Steaks. We have the the perfect solution for that. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how this Father's Day, for only $49.99, you can get my limited-time Father's Day package when you go to omahasteaks.com. And enter the code B-O-B-C in the search bar to apply the the savings. Omaha Steaks offers everything uh, your dad could want for his grilling needs. All of the best cuts of beef, bison from the Golden Plains, seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, vegetables. They will even give you the option to customize your cuts for your dad. Why Omaha Steaks? Well, the highest quality cuts, one-of-a-kind flavor. It's, it's convenient right to your doorstep. All beef USDA inspected for quality and exceeds standards. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to its uh, listeners for Father's Day. This is a really an amazing deal. You'll get 80% off Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes, here we go, two tender mild filet mignons, two bold beefy top sirloins, four crispy chicken uh, fried steaks, four juicy boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha Steak burgers, four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks, 
12 ounces of all-beef meatballs. Uh, and here's my favorite thing. One pound of steakhouse fries. One pound. You know, I ate my steakhouse fries uh, from Omaha Steaks in one sitting. I don't recommend that, but you can, if you want to, <laughs> eat a pound of steakhouse fries from Omaha Steaks in one sitting. Four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, uh, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus get four additional burgers for free. Again, this is a limited-time package for only $49.99. When you go to omahasteaks.com, type B-O-B-C in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to Omaha Steaks right now, omahasteaks.com. Type B-O-B-C in the search bar, grab your dad, and fire up the grill with Omaha Steaks. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, thank you for joining us today. Uh, just about to wrap up the show with my friend T-Rex, David Ferguson from RawStory.com, who in no way hey. today is representing the views or opinions of RawStory.com. Nope. Just his very own. I'll take here it. In my capacity as a natural pesticide. <laughs> I'll take full responsibility for that. So, you know, I've been calling uh, Donald Trump Biff, uh, Biff Tannen for some right. time now. And people, right. see, people seem to love it when I call uh, Donald Trump Biff. Where I say, now Biff, don't con <laughs> me. Now Biff, don't con me. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Isn't it embarrassing? You've never I'm seen Back to the Future, huh? Total 80s kid. I should have seen it, but I just, I never did. I don't know how I missed that bit of elemental well, you, pop culture, like. Now you have a either. Now you have a homework assignment. You got to go home and watch Back to the Future and Back to the Future Part Two because I'm referencing Back to the Future Part Two specifically with with Biff because Donald Trump is absolutely Biff from the alternative 1985 in a skewed timeline version of 1985. Biff Tannen is like almost 100. In fact, some of the uh, the producers of of Back to the Future Part Two have said that they kind of they kind of modeled Biff Tannen in that historic timeline. Uh, off of Donald Trump, and and it's just it's uncanny. In fact, Biff Tannen. He was well established as the defacer of skylines by 1986. <laughs> yes, I mean, New Yorkers have been. They were like, we can't believe you fell for this. Well, the problem is that Biff is actually smarter than Trump. <laughs> you know, and so I, I today I've gotten to calling the, uh, the sponge in my kitchen sink is smarter than Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, 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 Biff wasn't uh, tweeting today. He was supposed to live tweet the testimony today and didn't, which, by the way, Fox News complimenting him for his restraint. Which That's was probably a literal like leather restraint, four point restraint. <laughs> <in the hospital. laughs> like he woke up this morning. He's all set to wake up. and He's like, wait, I can't. Can't move my arms and legs, and they got to strap to the bed, the phones in the other room, and a locked drawer. Yeah, I mean they're desperately trying to avoid more of this. Oh my goo, you done it again! God damn it! Right. <laughs> so you know, I have to bring up. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say Donald Trump Jr. was tweeting today, and I, I started calling him Griff. Griff Tannen, because that's <laughs> that's Biff Tannen's son in Alternative uh, 1985 and in, in Back to the Future Part Two. Is his name Griff? So Griff uh, Donald Trump Jr., uh, who by the way is a sociopath. I like to point that out whenever I get a chance, uh, based on the fact that he loves to kill exotic animals just to watch them die. I think well, that's... every character in every movie that's ever had that haircut is a freaking serial killer. <laughs> 
every single one. I mean, you could spot the serial killer in the first episode of the miniseries by the slicked back hair. It's yeah. just universal. Well, uh, Griff was playing the uh, the contrarian, of course, today on uh, on Twitter, but filling yeah, in I for saw some of that. It was filling nice. in for his dad. He said, "So true." Uh, Comey was more than willing to leak something against real Donald Trump, but not something that exonerates him. Classy guy, classy guy. So he's referring to the fact that uh, that Comey uh, refused to release publicly the fact that, at least at the time, Donald Trump wasn't the subject of the investigation into, into the uh, Russia collusion. So uh, so that's uh, Donald Trump Jr. <clears throat> attacking uh, attacking Comey for that. And then he continued on uh, later to say, uh, did I miss something or did Comey just say he asked a friend to leak information to the press? Is this a joke? Well, you stupid fucking idiot. God damn it. God damn it, these people. Read a book. Watch an episode of Law and Order, Griff. God damn it. It's um. infuriating. Absolutely, absolutely infuriating. And, and you know, there's uh, Eric Trump is also in the news this week. But that's something. That's something that deserves to be uh, bumped over to the post-mortem show. Because not only were we out of time, but there's just not enough time here to... Uh, to dig into Eric that Trump guy, the way he deserves to be. like a, I called him a serial killer understudy with the face of an eel pie. <laughs> I love everyone's talking about his wrecked face. It's so bad. On Twitter. Jeez. All right, so uh, that's the show today. We're going to uh, jump uh, into the uh, post-mortem show coming up next. I, I know we just didn't have time. Me. I know we didn't have time to get to everything, David, but I'm so glad you were here. C- can you stick around for the post-mortem show? You're going to talk about Eric Trump. Yes. Do, yes, do you yes. have time? I mean, if, if seriously, if you don't, if you got to run along, this is a big, big news day. So if you need to run along to uh, uh, your day job at Raw Story, then feel free. And I'm totally serious when I'm saying that. I completely, completely and totally understand. I think everyone else listening will, too. Uh, let's take, give me five minutes. Come on. Okay, five minutes. Again, stop. Five minutes for the post-mortem show, and uh, we'll talk about Eric Trump. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us all. So in the meantime, please, by all means, go to patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. I, I know I need to change the uh, the branding on that, but I'm concerned that all the links are then going to be broken if I change it to patreon.com slash Bob Seska or something like that. So Bob and Chess will still be on the, uh, the name of the Patreon site. So support the show at the $1 level. That's all I'm asking today. $1 a month. Who can't afford a dollar a month the, the bonus is that if everyone listening to this show and we've got record downloads right now on the show record number of listeners if everyone listening to my voice and david ferguson's voice right now signed up at one dollar a month to support the show at patreon.com slash bob and chez we'd be set we could we could i'm start- only ten dollars a month yeah, I mean, what we could do, we could start doing daily shows, uh, doing a, sh- a show five days a week. We already do a show three days a week. Just add two more shows. And you never know what else we can start adding. In fact, I've been talking to Kimberly Johnson about doing some movie commentaries, too, which would be a lot of fun to do. We're talking about which movies to add to, to, to make uh, common commentary tracks for. Political movies, otherwise, we don't know, but... That could be coming up for uh, for our Patreon subscribers and, and a whole lot more. Maybe the Imperial Clown Car March, too. Sign up now. Support the show. We'll see you on the after party tomorrow. Bye, folks, and thank you, Dave Ferguson. Thank you. I'll be back anytime. <laughs>